It's a Tuesday. You already know what time it is. The Young and Dumb Podcast brings you another excellent guest this week. He's turned $800 into a brand selling multi-millions dollars worth of clothing. The likes of Ed Sheeran among a slew of celebrities have been able to wear his clothes. His secret onto getting them though? Instagram DMs. Stay tuned to this week's episode to find out more on what it takes to build a brand. Bodacious. A lot of people set out to start fashion companies in college, but very few actually make it out alive. He's found his niche and is absolutely killing it. Underrated are the tactics he uses. Starting with such a small budget, it's all about how he hacked culture with the use of technology to build a brand. Imaginative. He drew up the design for his logo for a school project. And now it's a part of the Nova Scotia Museum. Lively. Check out his Instagram. His lifestyle matches the brand he builds around it. There's so many things he's done and so much more to be done. Dedicated. He grew $800 into multi-billions. Come on now. The only way that comes is from work, talent, and of course, dedication. This week, we learned about all of what it takes to build a brand with Alex McLean. Welcome everyone to episode number 34 of the Young and Dumb podcast. This week, our special guest is Alex McLean, the founder and CEO of East Coast Lifestyle. So, Alex, yep, go ahead, go ahead, Alex. <laughs> How you doing today, Justin? Yeah, thanks for having me today. We're chiming in from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and Canada. Of course, of course. So, Alex, let us know what's your story. So, East Coast Lifestyle started it as a class project. Uh, we're on our fifth year now as a business. So, four years ago, I was in a class uh, at Acadia University and was told to create a business. And so... Originally, this was a, supposed to be a business plan on paper, and it quickly outgrew the, the business plan on paper route as I kind of got passionate about starting a, a business, and I wanted to do a clothing line because I thought that clothing was cool, and I had a, a reach that I could get to NHL players and some other celebrities that I could get the clothing on, so I kind of thought that I could use that to my advantage, and I just kind of started out with an idea to sell 30 hoodies, so I didn't have any money. So I had to ask for a family loan for my father for dollars, which he lent me. And then I essentially sold the 30 hoodies to all of my friends and close family members that would buy the hoodie and wear it around proudly. And I put all the money back into the business and bought 60 hoodies and then sold those around to people around my campus and then 100 hoodies and 200 hoodies and so forth. And as I worked another summer job, uh, the clothing line became my full-time job and I had to actually leave school to pursue the clothing line as a full-time job and do my school at night. I was able to finish the degree and hire my first employee, Taylor Northey. And then with Taylor's help, we've now grown the the business to 10 staff in Nova Scotia. And we've sold over 500,000 units around the world and we're proudly carried in Zoomies, Studio, and Blow the Belt across Canada in over 125 stores. That's amazing. So it started off with $800, right? You got it. Everything has been growing off $800. There's been no investors or loans. 
still the 100% owner today, and we've just kind of grown everything off that lean and mean strategy and that $800 loan. That's insane. So I've got some friends that are trying to hit it into the fashion industry as well. What are kind of, what do people underestimate with this industry? The power of Instagram is insane. So the fact that you can now touch millions of people through your phone is amazing. And I think that businesses are just starting to figure it out. But young people are able to impact thousands of people with influencer marketing now and having good people on your team and having people that are ambassadors for your brand that have a voice on social media people can gain trust from is so powerful and and you see it with people like Kylie Jenner or the Kardashians and when they embrace a brand those brands go massively into the market with success so it's all about kind of using people on your team as ambassadors and really using the internet to your advantage so Number one is just create social media accounts on the platforms that are popular. Those are Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and a new one now uh, submerging called Vero that people are starting to talk keenly. So it's always about following the trend. Gotcha. So you mentioned Vero a little bit right there. Um, I've tried to, I've opened it up and I've created an account, but I don't really understand how it works. Do you have any yeah. idea? Everyone's in the same kind of boat. They think it could be the next one. Everyone's hopping on it, but... It seems like no one truly understands it that I've talked to so far, but it'll be interesting to watch it grow as people get on there and they start to post and learn what works on there and what doesn't work. But I think it's kind of a place that you can post what you're reading about, what you're watching, what you're listening to, and also what you're doing. So I'm still learning it as well, but I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting. I think it's important to to get your account and apps that kind of become almost mainstream early before your, your domain gets taken on you. So it's important to do that. Definitely. Do you think it's more of a personal branding side rather than like a branding, uh, like yeah, a brand side? It does sound personal brand kind of platform. Mm-hmm. I've only had a personal account on there at, at this moment, so I don't truly understand how businesses could use it to their advantage, but right now, I'm still learning about it as well. Gotcha. Okay. So when did you first start uh, East Coast Lifestyle? March of 2013 was when uh, the paper business plan was written that I wanted to start a clothing line called East Coast Lifestyle. So then about a month later, I had some actual sales and we had a business registered and we, uh, it was just kind of a one man team at the time. And I was just learning how to sell things person to person. I wasn't online with the website yet. It was all done through hand and through cash. So I had to go then get a a tax number and, and eventually a trademark with a trademark lawyer. And we, we didn't learn that kind of stuff in school, so mm-hmm. I really had to Google it and learn how to get a trademark and how to protect a brand. And thankfully enough, we did that because we got a lot of knockoffs about three months after hitting the malls. Really? So, yeah, because we had the trademark, though, we were able to defeat all of our knockoffs through uh, the mall level and through individual stores and online shops. So it's important that once you have something that is selling well to get it protected and trademarked, and often you need trademark lawyer and we went to Cox and Palmer in Nova Scotia to find our Stewart's been a great trademark lawyer for us and luckily we had him to kind of fight our battles for us because it'd be a nightmare if I had to do that kind of stuff gotcha that's see a lot of people underestimate like the legal side of business because you don't really learn that in school at all no definitely not yet really have to kind of go through the steps by doing and figure out on the fly what you're going to do to handle the situation and luckily we've uh, kind of we have a great team now where we can make decisions as a team but uh it's just really about moving slowly and making good decisions all the time 
Awesome. So for uh, how did you compare or how would you compare your school experience to actually running the business in terms of things that you learned? Uh, very crucial. Uh, I was a science student up until my first year at university. I went to school for biology. And when I was 18, in second year, I, I chose to switch over to business. So I never took a business course till second year. So I really grew up an entrepreneur shoveling and, you know, mowing lawns and selling lemonade and other hockey cards like that. But mm-hmm. I had entrepreneurial spirit, but I didn't have the business knowledge of basic, you know, accounting and, and the math and stuff so I really had to learn that through school so I do I think that Acadia prepared me for everything properly but you really need to go out in the world and run a business to learn how they work so I think it's definitely a combination but a lot of the stuff you learn sales is really person to person and working with people is the best way to really enhance your sales experience so I think it's a lot about doing it in the real world I see definitely so with with how quick your growth has been did you ever think that you were ever growing too quickly? Um, there's been times, yeah, when my mom's basement was full of hoodies and we had no warehouse space <laughs> and we uh, had to outsource everything to Ontario. There's bef- definitely been moments that we outgrew our supply and demand, but we've always kind of managed it as a business and, and had, again, having a team and having people in areas that, are, that know how to handle the situation situations is really important and and we just kind of keep rolling with the punches at east coast because we've never really planned ahead for the long future because we're such a new business we just kind of roll with the punches every day gotcha that's awesome so with with your crazy growth over the past five years what did you use to get that growth since you didn't really have much money starting off in the business you only started with eight hundred dollars was it just strictly instagram and social media it was that as well as influencer marketing and getting a major celebrities to wear the brand. So we've never paid anyone to wear the clothing, and we've had support from amazing people like Ed Sheeran, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, um, Classified, Wu-Tang, James Taylor, Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. Um, and the list goes on. We've just had an amazing support from a lot of them from Canada and other people that have came to visit Canada that have requested t-shirts or for us to make custom clothing for them. So getting celebrities is an amazing way to really grow your following, especially they promote it on their own social medias. How were you able to get these relationships with those celebrities? A lot of it is in the direct message on Instagram, the DM. So, you know, reaching out to people on DM is really the easiest and most efficient way to network today. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people aren't using it yet, but it's really the new email and I was able to get in touch and, get a meeting with Gary V and from using direct message and messaging him saying I'd love to meet with you and he he essentially lined up a time slot for me from a DM so if you go out and you grind and you send 30 to 50 DMs a day you might get one to three replies so that's better than not sending those and not getting any replies but they're all about the hustle and if you really want it bad enough you can get use the DM to really reach retailers individual stores celebrities um, celebrities like Ed Sheeran celebrities like hockey players that we see from Atlanta, Canada, a lot of, mostly everyone's on social media. So it's all about just putting in the work. No, I, yeah, I can definitely attest to that. Cause I mean, that's how we got, we got you onto the show. I think Michelle sent a DM to your girlfriend and then she set us up together. So yeah, that's, that's the perfect way to really network in today's world because it's the most efficient way. A lot of people are on Instagram more than their, their Gmail or their email. So 
it's an easier way to network quicker and, and it's more efficient, I think. So I really use it to network a lot. Definitely. How, how do you treat DMs from non-verified people? So like for a person myself, we don't have a crazy amount of followers since we just started. So do you wait that when you're answering DMs? No, I definitely answer people that are unverified all the time, mm-hmm. every day. Uh, it depends on the question and if it's a it's a worthy reply. So if someone's asking a general business question and I have time to answer it, I will always answer the question. I think it's important to get back any knowledge that I can't allow someone to make the same mistakes that I've made. So it's, it really depends on the question. If someone's asking me, like, what park is this, I might not answer it. If someone's asking me what is the best way to get a trademark, I'd answer that all day. So it's all about kind of... It, what you, what energy and what questions you're putting out there in the DM is important because you're not going to get a response from a dumb DM. But if you really put the time and energy into what's going to get a reply, it will work, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've obviously got you've had crazy success with your DM game. Like you've got Ed Sheeran, Keenan Thompson, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what has been your way of messaging people? It depends on the person, really. You kind of have to almost uh, predict what would they like to, to hear, really. It changes for everyone, but, uh, you know, it's it's all about the person's style, and, and sometimes you can even find the manager of certain celebrities or certain artists to get in touch with them that way because a lot of the time the, the actual artist is too flooded in the DM area, so you need to really reach around them. So it's, sometimes it's their best friend or their manager, or their, their opener at a concert that you can f- get a t-shirt to. So it's using the knowledge of who's with who and who knows who to get apparel to X, you know? So mm-hmm. it's all about just kind of networking and finding out what is possible. But if you work hard enough and you do the research, you can find a lot of opportunities. Gosh, yeah, it's definitely, because, I mean, reaching you, you've got 500,000 followers, I think, so... I can only imagine how many DMs you get on a regular basis, let alone like an Ed Sheeran or a Sidney Crosby, right? Yeah, the, those guys get a ton of ton of people, uh, fan emails and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. sometimes you have to go to the people that are around them. Again, managers are a great strategy for a lot of the artists in today's world because they have a lot less followers and they're inclined to answer a message. So that's another good strategy for people that they can use. Awesome. So going back to your journey on building this insane brand, what was kind of that point where you're like, crap, this could actually be something real? Probably uh, as soon as Sidney Crosby was wearing the t-shirt for the first time, that was a huge moment where um, we got global attention from Global News, CBC, and CTV, and they put us on TV across the country on the national um, when that happened just because they couldn't believe that he was wearing a brand other than Adidas, and it was just really cool to see him embrace a local brand from Atlanta, Canada, and wear the, the clothing. Um, and that was able to really open up uh, the brand into a lot of new homes that had never heard of most across Canada. So when that happened, we really launched into another level, and we were able to establish the brand into retailers like Studio, who had 35 stores across Canada. And uh, yeah, just kind of. That that mo- big moment for us. Gotcha. What what has been your your greatest moment with building your brand? Um, there's been an, a lot of amazing moments. Uh, I was able to meet my girlfriend through the brand, so that's been awesome to have her <laughs> along the rides and 
since day one. She's she was in my number one hire, and she's still on the team today as the creative director. So it's been That's amazing awesome. to have her along the journey for the whole ride so far. That's great. I'm sorry. No, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like that. That's so great. Like that's what Michelle's um, helping out with. Get your grind up right now. So yep. what are what are your plans now for the future with your brand? Just continue grow it. Like we work around the clock. Really, we don't have a nine to five schedule at all. Um, for Taylor and I both, we really work hard on the brand all the time through design, through creative, through traveling, and looking at what's in the malls elsewhere to bring trends back to Atlanta, Canada through colors and through. Through buying items that are new every year, so we really like to, to bring to life new collections of clothing every year and and new colors every year, so that people are always looking at what's new and, and new designs as, are, are as well. So we just kind of just want to keep growing the brand. It's globally trademarked now. We're getting a lot of traction in Australia, where they have a strong passion for the East Coast. So mm-hmm. just trying to really get to those trains. We've never been to Australia. We really want to go visit, but we we just were in Florida. And went to probably like eight malls just around at PacSun and Tilly's and, and mm-hmm. Zoom is what they're carrying down there to see if we can, you know, bring some bring some U.S. life to the brand down there. Awesome. That's awesome. So I took a look at your Instagram quickly before we got on today. And you've got some crazy pictures. You've got the picture and the video of you talking with Gary Vee. There's a yep. picture of you and your girlfriend on a, it looks like a private jet as well. And then yep. there's also one that you're in the Nova Scotia Museum. Yeah, those were from this year. Those are probably my three of my biggest highlights for the year. Those moments, so can walk you, through them if you'd like. Yeah, definitely. Like those are like the museum one. Honestly, is the craziest one to me. Yeah, like, so I'll explain <laughs> the museum one. That was very uh, humbling moment this year. Um, what happened was the Nova Scotia Museum said we're going to choose an entrepreneur for every ten years from 1900 to 2020 and so we were able to win the 2010 to 2020 category for the inspiring entrepreneur award so that was very humbling to be able to be put into the museum and we're currently on display there with the original circle logo that's our brand trademark today so very cool and it was very cool to go there with the family and kind of see it there displayed with the other artifacts from some legendary canadians as well that's insane because like when you think of museums you think of like looking back into the past but this is kind of in the present time and your journey basically yeah it was very cool to see the other artifacts and the names up on that board and 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 know that we're kind of being associated with that was very humbling and and shocking so it was very cool to see that's awesome so akon follows you as well i saw that in one i think one of your pictures too that's like who has been the coolest person that you've met um, that's a good question. Met a lot of cool people in the journey so far. I got to go to the White House and see Obama speak. That was probably the really? coolest journey so far. Yeah, to get to go to the White House and just be there with Obama and hear him speak about entrepreneurship was really cool. That's insane. I can only imagine what <laughs> to get invited yeah. to the White House, right? They chose 30 entrepreneurs from around the world. They called it the Global Student Entrepreneur Summit. And then they allowed us to come in the White House. And it was really cool just to be there and, and hear him speak. And, uh, yeah, it was very, like, very, like, I don't even know the word to describe it. It was just very cool to hear Obama speak. He's a very powerful speaker. And, uh, yeah, I got to give him a hoodie. I never saw him wear the hoodie, but we made him a 
I'm maybe, on it, so. Maybe I'm one sure. day, right? We'll see it, maybe one. Yeah, one day when he's balling, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has a, it's a gold-stitched East Coast crew neck hoodie, so we'll see if we ever see that one around. That'd be awesome. All right, so you got to talk through meeting with Gary V as well. We're big fans of Gary at the Young and Dumb Podcast, so tell us how that went. So Gary was an amazing guy to talk to. I got about a half an hour of his time, and we had chatted pretty much about how the brand could grow in other markets and the stigma on Canadian brands growing into the U.S. It doesn't really happen very often, but mm-hmm. kind of hard for us to come south. Whereas you see a lot of brands start in the U.S., particularly in California, and move around the world. Mm-hmm. So we're just trying to really break into the market this year and, and next year is our goal to just try really bring East Coast lifestyle to the South, aka from New York to Florida. So yeah, it was cool to talk to Gary. He had a lot of cool insight, and he just kind of said you need to just network and, and hustle through your phone and use DM to contact individual retailers by and asking them, can we send some clothing or product out or catalogs out and hustle? So after I met with Gary, I went and hustled to Zoomies, and we were able to get into Zoomies in Canada, which was, uh, I think they have about 80 stores in Canada, and wow. they have 700 in the U.S., so we're working hard now to hopefully open into Zoomies in the U.S. But that's all kind of hustle and I'm just working hard to try to get those connections, but you can't get the emails for those people. They're like impossible to find. And, and so you just have to hustle <laughs> until you find them. You got to keep grinding, right? Exactly. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's take your journey and we're going to turn it into a loading bar, right? From zero to a hundred percent. Where do you think you are right now? Probably around 15%. Okay. What so what like what does a hundred percent just starting out so yeah we think this this has a lot of life to it we're just I think we're just starting out and this is coming up on our fifth year and we've had the strongest growth of social media and sales yet so I think that we have a very optimistic future especially if we're able to grant grain traction into the U.S. market so it's all about just kind of the hustle and the twelve people that work for the brand full time are really motivated to to hustle and to open up new doors. Definitely. What is what does a hundred percent look like for you? Are you in like completely global in terms of like you're dominating the U.S. market, you're dominating Asian markets? Yeah, that that would be the uh, the hundred. I think that there's a lot of East Coast passionate markets, which is why we've globally trademarked everything. And you see Japan; they have Tokyo on the East Coast with 35 million people in Tokyo. So mm-hmm. if we're able to into just the East Coast of Japan, there's a massive opportunity there. And then in Australia, they have 14 million people living on just the East Coast alone from in Sydney in that area. So I think that if we're able to tap into these populations that love the East Coast and other countries, that's where we hit the 100% on the loading bar, I think, because there's opportunity there, but we haven't had the energy and the time to actually go there and work and, and have a team there or a brand rep team there, people on the ground. So I think that we should have to keep growing as a company until we're able to get these new markets. Yeah, definitely. It's all about being patient too, right? You guys are growing yeah, at such a great pace. We don't want to like stress us out and go to all the markets at once and, and do a bad job in Atlanta, Canada, and Canada where our, our main company and following and the, the people are. So we're really trying to slowly look at markets and see how ways we could break in, and that's usually with a retailer. So we're really looking for a U.S. retailer and an Australian retailer and also a European retailer to really carry the brand in these new markets. Awesome. That's dope. Yeah. 
All right, so now you've had some great answers, but now we get to move on to my favorite part of the podcast where we call it the deep thinking questions. Okay, cool. All right, so let's imagine 100 years from now, um, everything has disappeared. The internet has, is gone. Your Instagram pages are gone. East Coast lifestyle is gone. But you get to pick three things that you get to be remembered for. What are those three things? I would say being hungry as a, a entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I would say never taking no as an answer. And probably just being an overall person to all the people that I talk to and work with and have known. Awesome. I love it. So now let's let's imagine again a hundred years from now, me and you are sitting sitting on a porch outside and we've got a book in our hands and it's your autobiography. What is the name of it? I don't know. Do you mean like a one word answer? No, no, no. You you get your autobiography, right? But you get to name it. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not sure if I have an answer for that. There's got to be something. A life quote or... <laughs> I'd say probably... Um, hmm. I'd say be proud of where you're from. Okay. I like it. Awesome. All right. So you're always hustling. You're always grinding, whether it's DMing people on Instagram, trying to build up your brand in real life as well. What allows you to go to sleep at night? I'd say something big has accomplished in my day. Things have to be accomplished today or I feel like I can't go to bed, so something whether a big email goes down or a collaboration is in the works or a new door has opened new retailer communication um we had a good successful day on social media i did stories and hit x amount of people so really just setting goals and crushing goals during my day and if i don't crush something whether it's a physically active day combined with a work day i don't feel like i can go to bed so really i just think that you have to have missions accomplished every day mm-hmm. is important to being a good entrepreneur you have to get things done every day and you can't take days off and you can't sleep for 15 hours a day you know you should really should be sleeping as gary said eight to ten hours a day max mm-hmm. and then the rest of your day should be physically active and working and doing healthy things so i think that it's about time management and having a good healthy balance with all your daily definitely definitely what, what are some tips or advice that you would give to any person starting up their personal brand or fashion brand? I would say start with social media and build a following before starting anything and also seek friend and family feedback on the business name and the business story prior to doing anything financially. So it's really important because for me, for example, I was thinking about starting the clothing uh, company called Mellow Clothing Co. before I did this clothing company. And that name I thought was really cool, and I think it would have done terribly if I had have done it. Mm-hmm. So I think that if I didn't sit back and think and analyze before jumping into it, 
it would have done bad. So I think it's really about don't jump into something immediately, sleep on it overnight, pivot something if it's not getting successful. But right today in the world, you can kind of start an Instagram account and grow a following and make money after you have a following doing products. A good example of that would be Jerry of the Day, where they do a funny ski wipeout every day, and they've grown millions and millions of followers, and now he's selling hats and t-shirts and hoodies because he has 10 million followers, and a couple of those people want to buy hats and t-shirts every day. So today you just have to start social media and build it, and then all of a sudden sales will come, I think. Got it. So do you have any tips for someone who... Say they're starting at zero followers right now, especially with, I know people will always complain about the the new Instagram update. How how do people grow their Instagram now? You really have to go and like and comment on people's stuff and, and put your name out there because now, as you said, the new algorithm is very tight and very hard to gain followers on. But you can also boost your posts so that you can target to people in certain areas and terrain so that... For example, if you're in Orlando and you go to Disney World, you can target people that are that like Disney World, that are the, of the ages of 18 to 25, that are from Tampa Bay, and then you can grow a Tampa, Florida following. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to spend some money today to do it, truthfully, but you can target certain terrains and certain areas and get a, a pretty targeted demographic, and those people are inclined to follow you if they your style. Definitely. All right. Awesome. So now this is our last question. Are you ready? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All Let's right. Hear it. So, what is a question that you wish that we asked you? Um, probably what what app do I think is in the future for my, uh, for people to be using? more i don't know like the, the question would be what app do you think should be taken advantage of now before it's too late and i think that it's instagram because i think that a lot of people are just starting to use instagram for business and it's just such a powerful tool whether it's not as powerful for sales but i think it's more powerful the most powerful for eyeballs that turn into sales is whether it's later mm-hmm. i think the most mentions on instagram so i think that uh, my question really would be, I'll rewind, would be what app do I think is the most powerful? All right. I like it. Another one to put onto your radar, I don't know if you're on it or not, is uh, LinkedIn in terms of just connecting with people. Yeah. People tend to respond there a lot more than anywhere else because not a lot of people are on LinkedIn. Definitely, yeah. I'm, uh, I am on LinkedIn. I don't use it. I probably there once a month. I just don't find it as a user-friendly information for me. I'd like to... I like to learn from my Instagram, and I don't use Twitter for news, really, but mm-hmm. I like to, to actually look at the newspaper every now and then, as mm-hmm. well as really Instagram. So Nice, nice. Well, thank you, Alex, for your time. I really appreciate it. This concludes our episode of Young and Dumb. Thank you, everyone, tuning in. You can find more information on Alex uh, with his dumb profile on our website at getchellgrindup.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Get Show Grind Up. And never forget, we are all young and dumb. And always remember, Get Show Grind Up. See you guys next week. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our podcast.
Check out our website, getchogrindup.com, for every dumb profile and even more content. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Get Your Grind Up. And share a name as we spread your journeys. What doesn't kill you makes you dumber. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Peace. Peace.